original opinions expressed by callers, guests, and hosts do not necessarily reflect those of the Black Talk Radio Network and Black Talk Media Project. Black Talk Radio is new black media for the only feel bad for these, but it's so confusing. And it's not all my fault. I, I feel like they need to take some responsibility for my jokes. Because I didn't come up with this idea on my own, this idea that a person can be born in the wrong body. But they have to admit, that's a fucking hilarious predicament. It's really fucking funny. And if it happened to me, you'd laugh, wouldn't you? That wouldn't be funny if it happened to me. I think it would be. What if, what if it did? What if, what if, I, was, what if I was Chinese, but, but born in this nigger body? That's not funny. <laughs> and for the rest of my life, I had to go around making that face. Hey, everybody, I'm Chinese! And everyone gets mad. Stop making that face. That's offensive. What? This is how I feel inside. is Scotty Reed broadcasting from behind the enemy lines I call USA Inc. Today's date is June the 29th, 2021. Glad to uh, be alive this evening. I'm thankful for every day, as my uncle would say, I'm walking on top of it. Um, I know we've had a number of deaths in my local community, and so I just don't take life for granted. I really don't. I hope you are not taking life for granted as well. So we just heard that clip from Dave Chappelle. First, let me issue an apology. I must have uploaded the wrong clip because I made a clip where I was bleeping out the F word and the N word. Okay. Um, Dave Chappelle, comedic genius uh, that he is. I don't like the N word. I, I think we can do without the N word being uttered all the time. Okay. I, I don't care if you put an A on the end of it or if it's an ER on the end of it. It's still the same word, okay? And a lot of other people feel that way as well. So I, I just look at it as a derogatory term. But without taking away from the substance of what he was talking about, that was from his Sticks and Stones, uh, I think it was a Netflix special. Yeah, Sticks and Stones Netflix special is still up on Netflix where he was talking about the T's and what he was talking about was uh, the transgender folks and you know, he's talked about that, I'm not going to say a lot, but a few times in his act. And I think he is a comedic genius who tackles tough topics through comedy while also making salient points about society in general. It's not, I think that's kind of real unique to him. I'm, I'm sure he's probably not the only one who attempts to provide salient points and social commentary in their com comedy um, George Harlan comes to mind, but I think by far Dave Chappelle is the best at it. Um, again, he's a comedic genius. And so this, this Sticks and Stones episode or show on Netflix was a few years back, and he talked about this concept of 
transracial. Um, this is when it was, you know, being uh, talked about a lot in the media with Rachel Dolezal, who was a white woman who identified as a black person. I, from what I remember going back to her teenage years. Um, and she also had, you know, black adopted siblings as well. And, you know, she said she always identified as a black person. And so she was living as black, uh, passing as black became the, you know, not that the NAACP doesn't have any white members. Um, they certainly do. I believe there are even people who are white, who are, ahead of certain chapters around the country. Um, but she was portraying herself or self-identifying as a black person and presenting that identity to the rest of the world. And, and so, you know, I think she even got a job teaching African-American studies in, in a college. And, and so that's what he was talking about um, when he was talking about I feel Chinese inside, you know. Um, now, in my opinion, this transracialism does relate to transgenderism. And this isn't the first time I've talked about this. Um, I did a number of programs in the past year, I believe. Um, yeah, in the past year, it's in the archives, um, where I attempt to debate the science and to provide you with facts like the fact that most of these children who have a trans identity, 80% of them as they grow older, stop identifying uh, with their, with that transgendered identity and start identi uh, identifying with their born sex. Okay. And, and so, you know, I was basically looking at the science of biology and, Looking at the studies, I think we even talked about on one of them, the Air Force study that was done in December or released in December of 2020, where it um, kept data on transgendered individuals within the Air Force and how their physical standard tests matched up to everybody else. And it clearly showed that tra that uh, transgender people uh, who identify as both male and female, um, but, you know, are actually biologically the opposite sex, um, the males, biological males identifying as trans women perform consistently better on their physical uh, test, P, what do we used to call it, uh, PE, not PE. I, it's been a while since I've been in the military. I got out the military in the 90s right after I got out of the Gulf War. So, I, you know, I don't remember all the terminology, but there is scientific proof. And, you know, what really got me interested in discussing this topic was uh, the, the subject of these transgendered, biological males identifying as as women participating in sports and my daughter made a facebook live about it my oldest daughter who is what she'll be 31 this year um who was a track star here in gaston county who actually held um a record a countywide record for the 100 meter hurdles 
Um, and she also won track athlete of the year for girls at when she was in middle school. And so she commented on it and she was saying like, she don't think it's fair. She's saying things like, um, I have a period. I was having a period when I was running track and periods can be very, you know, um, uncomfortable and can interfere with your, you know, physical activities. And she asked the question, do biological males who identify as women, obviously we know they're not having periods. So that's an advantage right there. And, you know, she got a lot of pushback from the community. I'm talking about my local community. A lot of hate from the LGBT community. Um, and only one of them was real willing to come on and debate me on it. And it is in the archives. Now, again, I'm always trying to learn things. And I was incorrect because that person correctly pointed out to me that gender is a social construct. And I was like, that don't make sense to me because people use sex and gender interchangeably. Female means a woman. A male means a man. All right. But apparently, scientifically, they are not the same. Sex and gender is not the same. And, you know, I have a couple of articles that I have linked to that I will be going through. um, But I just want to acknowledge, you know, I do not claim to know everything, but I do do my research. And if I'm wrong, I'll say I'm wrong. Now, some other people may may not agree that I'm wrong, but, I, you know, I'm willing to accept that gender, these terms, woman, man, uh, masculinity, femininity, those are social concepts. Those are social concepts you know, we I'm hearing things like, you know, a woman should stay in her place or a man's job is to do this or to do that. Those, those are social constructed ideologies about, you know, the sexes being in a proper place and what have you. And um, so I just want to point out that I see where he was coming from. All right. So but anyway, what got me to do this one? is we got a white biological male. Now, he's non-binary, non-binary, I should say. And, you know, this is new to most of the people in the world, all these different terms and labels. What, what do they call them? Pronouns and all of that. So I'm learning. I'm learning. So this person doesn't identify as a male or female or I should say a man or a woman, or a boy or a girl, they identify as a they and a them. You know, I was just watching this video of these doctors on um, YouTube talking about COVID-19 and vaccinations and, and what have you, and I noticed, and this is new, the people, the young people that they had on there, they label, they put their pronouns, under their names or next to their names. You know, it, it was a guy, biological male, he, him, putting his pronouns there. Um, biological female, she, she used the pronouns she, she, and her. And I'm like, man, I, I'm 54 years old. I, this stuff just doesn't seem logical to me. That such a small minority is trying to dictate the language 
that we use. Now, I believe in being respectful to everyone, but what I don't believe in is people trying to say, um, trying to push these things as normal and getting mad at you if you don't subscribe to those sort of things. But if a person want to identify a certain way and they make that known to me, then, you know, I, I will honor their request whenever I'm in a conversation with them. All right. So anyway, we have this biological male who is non-binary, identifies as they in them, um, but he's biological white male in the United Kingdom, and he has spent $150,000 on nine different surgeries to change his face, to give himself eyes like, well, actually he wanted to look like this K-pop, I think is what they call it in Korea. Um, there's these boy bands and I think they got girl bands as well. And there's one popular group. I can't recall the name of it. I did link to some stuff. Um, and so it'll mention the names in there. And there's, there's one particular member of that group named Jiminy. And I, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that correctly or not, but anyway, this UK biological white male who prefers to be referred to as them and, and they got these surgeries to make himself look Asian. And now he's, he's claiming a Korean identity. And I'm like, this is delusion. This, this boy or this them, this they is being delusional. And this person mentioned that they had struggled with their identity for a huge part of their life. And so after identifying as non-binary, now they're identifying as Korean. And as to be expected, a lot of Koreans are offended by that. Heck, I'm offended by that. You want to talk about cultural appropriation? This is a racial or a ethnic identity appropriation. And then even start calling him... How do I say themselves? Yeah. Calling themselves by the name of this Korean uh, singer. I mean, just totally jack this person's identity. And there's nothing that you can say to me to make me think that this person is, is in their right mind because they've already admitted to having mental issues, struggling with identity. So that's what prompted me to put this together. And then also I'm linking what I'm calling transracialism to um, transgenderism. Okay. Because now we have the defenders of transgender identities saying that you can't compare transracial transracialism to transgenderism. This is very confusing to me. You know, um, and I looked at medical journals and I'll be sharing one of the articles and it was talking about uh, gender identity being how you feel on the inside and you believe that you're born in the wrong body. So if you subscribe to that, then how do you not subscribe to transracialism? These people saying that they was born this person is saying I'm born in the wrong body 
On the inside, I'm Korean. And so I will be looking at an article where it's a very, 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 I linked to a very, very long article, buckets and buckets and buckets and buckets of words. I quit reading it, you know, after a while. I'm talking like this might have been a 10,000 word article. And I'm like, they trying too hard. They trying too hard. But I will take some excerpts from it to, to um, you know, debate the points that they're making. But again, you should not be ashamed if you're confused by all of this. Okay, you shouldn't be. Because um, more and more people, including some who identify as transgender, are also pushing back against forcing biological females to compete with biological males who identify as women and girls and girls in sports. And it's, the science says it's not fair. And if you don't buy into that, that doesn't make you transphobic. Phobias are irrational fears. I, I have no fear of anyone. Okay? I don't, I'm not afraid of anyone. I'll talk to anyone. I've been friends with people all across the human spectrum throughout my life whether it was sexual orientation or, or what have you, I've never been afraid to talk to people. I've never hate on people except for racists. I hate racists. Okay. Um, so they will try to shut you down. Like they tried to shut my daughter down, tried to bully her, tried to bully me, but they just didn't know that I don't give a damn about your bullying and trying to shut me up. Cause I'm not going to shut up. All right, I'm going to speak. Not my truth, but the truth. So the first thing that I want to do is I'll hold up on the sex versus gender thing. All right, but I want to play this clip of this person. Um, Ali London is the given name, but now he wants to be called Jiminy because he believes, you know, he wants to be just like this Korean pop singer whose name is Jiminy. But anyway, this is this transracial Asian white male speaking on his transition. And, and before we get started, if you have a question or comment, you can give us a call at 626-213-5779, 626-213-5779. Follow the instructions that you will hear to put yourself in the caller's queue. All right. So here is Ali speaking on this. Hey guys, I'm finally Korean. I've transitioned. I'm so, so happy. I've completed my look. I'm finally Korean, guys. I have the eyes. Just had a brow lift as well. Um, so I'm so happy. Finally, I've been trapped in the wrong body for eight years. And that's the worst feeling in the world when you're trapped and you don't feel like you can be yourself. But finally, I'm Korean. I can be myself. And I'm so, so happy. So there there you go. I'm born in the wrong body. I have transitioned. I'm now Korean. And I'm very, very happy. Okay. Are you transphobic? If you don't agree with this person that... Just cause you had some surgeries to make yourself look like you Asian and you was targeting Koreans to look like this specific Korean person that other people don't accept that you're Korean. No, 
you're not you don't have any kind of phobia okay um you're just simply calling it as it is this person can change how they look but what they can't change is their dna and this is so related to transgenderism it, it is they say the same thing all right i'm in the wrong body i feel like a girl on the inside and i'm a you know my outward appearance is going to match how I feel on the inside and expect everybody to go along with that. Again, I ain't got a problem with people identifying and living their life however they want to. That's their right. But your right to self-determination ends when you start infringing upon the rights of others who are not going along with you and how you believe. Okay, we're talking about beliefs here. And so let me pull up some information. This British born white influencer has had 18 plastic surgery procedures to look like a member of K-pop band BTS and now identifies as Korean. Ali London, who uses they and them pronouns on Monday, shared a series of videos from a hospital bed to show off the latest round of work in their bed to look like Park Jiminin. Hey guys, I'm finally Korean. We just listened to that. I've transitioned, London said in one video, seeing they were transracial and now identify as Gemini. Did not Dave Chappelle call it? Did he not call it? He said, I feel like, uh, of course he was joking. I feel Chinese on the inside. Did he not call it? Even though his inspiration for that joke was Rachel, Dol- Rachel Dolezal. All right. Um, goes on to say, I, uh, I identify as Korean. Now, let's just get this straight. Korean isn't a race. It isn't an ethnic group. Um, Korean is a nationality. Okay. And y'all can correct me if I'm wrong, but Korea is a nation. And a Korean who is a citizen of that nation, that's their nationality. It's not their race, even though race is a social construct as well, um, but it's, it's not their ethnicity. I'm so happy I've completed my look. I have the eyes. I've just had a brow lift as well, said the influencer who earlier tweeted about getting work on their lips to look like Jimin. And as you heard, even trying to talk or speak Korean, whatever language that is. Trying to speak that, and Koreans were saying this person ain't ain't even speaking it properly. And again, these Koreans are, are on Twitter are very offended by this. I've been trapped in the wrong body, but finally I'm Korean. I can be myself, and I'm so so happy. Jim and them said, "Okay." And then you had not many, but one or two in that Twitter thread congratulating this person and just feeding them into this delusion. I feel like you're harming these people. This is a delusion this person has. This is a young person whose brain hasn't fully even developed yet. And like I stated, even with transgender identifying children, 80% of them start back reverting back to identifying with their born sex. So, I'm just not I'm just not into entertaining the delusions of children. 
I'm just, I'm just not. Uh, for the first time in my life, I feel beautiful. See, that, that's some self-hate right there. This, this person got many issues. They said of the 18 surgeries that cost more than $150,000. I've transitioned to a non-binary person. They, them, Korean Jimin. The influencer said showing off the new Ali Soul, I guess it's, I don't know. I don't know. Once he's calling himself Jiminy, now he's calling himself Ali Soul. Um, you know, after the capital city of Korea. I think Seoul is the capital of South Korea. Um, if you didn't know who I was, you you just think I was a Korean person. He, um, They said, asking people to respect my decision after they've been bullied for my love of Jiminy. I'm talking about the actual pop singer. Nobody would do this for attention. Nobody would go through this much pain, this much suffering. They said uh, 18 surgeries in 18 years. I hope I can be an inspiration to others who conceded that it can be a little confusing for some people. But anyone who has followed my journey for the last eight years knows I've really struggled with identity issues with who I am, they said. While they got some support online, albeit some seemingly sarcastic, the announcement sparked plenty of outrage. Now, I've linked to this article. You can read the rest of it. Again, uh, actual Koreans are not happy about this. They are they find it to be very offensive. Um, this one person says Kore- Korean isn't a pro now. Nor is it a persona you decide to suddenly take on because of K-pop hype. I can't commend you for taking a whole ethnicity and treating it like a persona. Then others were angered when they, and they're talking about the person, they, they reimagined the South Korean flag to include pride rainbow colors. And uh, another Korean said, playing with the flag from another country. Man, this is serious. Every flag has a history about it. And he has the audacity to change it, one person tweeted, while others said it was actually a criminal offense in the country Jimin now identifies with. So I'm not angry with this person. Um, I have empathy for this person. I have compassion for this person because I see it as a mental illness. This is a person who's had identity issues all their life. And then they're not even fully, their brain isn't even fully developed because your brain stops developing physically at the age of 26, 27. I think the science says, I believe this person's only 19 years old. So I have empathy for this person. I don't hate anyone except for racists. I hate racists. But I, I don't hate this person for doing this. Should look on these people with pity. Because if they didn't have these issues, like, like they said, I wouldn't go through this just to get attention. I don't believe they're doing it for attention. I believe they're doing it as an outward expression of their mental illness. Their delusion. All right. So, before I get into the por- the portion, because I'm a transition now, 
Um, I don't. I think I made my points clear about how I feel about transracialism. Um, but anyway, before I move on, let me share another article because I was confused about this. So I linked to an article about sex and gender. What is the difference? Because a person told me, you know, gender is a social construct. And I was like, wait a minute, man. Gender and sex is used interchangeably. And most people do use it interchangeably. But according to this article from Medical News Today, again, which I have linked to, you know, that's there is a difference. So people often use the terms, I'm reading from the article now, people often use the term sex and gender interchangeably. But this is incorrect. Sex and gender are different. And it is crucial to understand why sex refers to the physical differences between people who are male, female or intersex. For those that don't know where intersex means, that means that your sexual organs did not um, develop normally. And you may have physical characteristics of both sexes, male and female. So they call it intersex. So there's three types, male, female, or intersex. A, per, a person typically has their sex assigned at birth based on physiological characteristics, including their genitalia and chromosome composition. So what they're talking about is a female has double X chromosomes. A male has XY chromosomes. But an intersex person may have double XY, all right, two X chromosomes plus a Y. So they are classified as being intersex because of that. This assigned sex is called a person's natal sex, natal sex. That's a new term for me. It's spelled N-A-T-A-L, sex, natal sex. The assigned sex is called a person's natal sex and it's based on genitalia and chromosome composition. Gender, on the other hand, involves how a person identifies. Unlike natal sex, gender is not made up of binary forms. Instead, gender is a broad spectrum. A person may identify at any point within this spectrum or outside of it entirely. So, again, there's, they're hinting at that people will change their mind and change how they identify. Again, that study, um, which I shared on that podcast, it said that most of these children identifying, 80% of these children identifying as other than the sex that they were born with or, again, I, I, old habits, are hard to break sometimes I was about to say, or the gender, but anyway, um, this, they start back identifying with their natal sex. I, I guess it's the best way to say it. All right. So people may identify with genders that are different from their natal sex or with none at all. These identities may include transgender, non-binary or gender neutral. There are many other ways in which a person may define their own gender. Gender also exists as social constructs. 
as gender roles or norms. These are defined as the socially constructed roles, behaviors, and attributes that a society considers appropriate for men and women. So I talked about that earlier, you know, as I was watching this video, and I'm going to do another video on this, on this particular topic. I was uh, looking at the uh, promo for Buck Breaking, which is some new documentary that a person named Tariq Nasheed came up, and I'm not a fan of his. I'm I'm really not. Um, I think he's a very toxic person who just loves to create conflict and revels in that conflict. Um, but he come out with this film, Buck Breaking, and I watched the trailer on it because I heard some other people talking about it. I was like, well, before I come in, let me watch the trailer. Let me look up the description and all of that. Um, and he was talking about masculinity and saying that there is a conspiracy to strip black men of their masculinity. And immediately I start thinking, you know what? That's a social construct. Masculinity. What does it mean to be masculine? If you look up the definition, it refers to, to men who are expected to be, you know, physically strong and, Matter of fact, let me just pull up and give y'all that definition instead of me just trying to go off of my memory because I got so much on my mind. Masculinity. How, how to, how, what is the definition? And to me, this is a subjective term. This isn't objective. Qualities or attributes regarded as characteristic of men. Handsome, muscled, and driven. He's a prime example of masculinity. All right. And then outside of Tariq using it to say that black men, there's a plot by society to strip black men of their masculinity and turn them gay so that they're not producing, you know, babies and what have you. And this is a conspiracy to destroy the black family. I don't buy that whatsoever because I know masculinity is a subjective term okay and these roles that have been assigned to to men and women i don't hold to them like for example they say the man is supposed to bring home the bacon and and go outside the house and work and and the woman is supposed to stay at home and cook and clean and rear the children and, and all of that. That doesn't make sense to me because I know that there are some couples where the woman works on the outside, you know, or she may be the primary breadwinner. And there are males like myself, you know, we hear a lot about single parent females and I was a single parent male after I got a divorce and got custody of my daughters. I was, I don't want to say like I was doing it by myself because I had help from family members, but I raised my daughters as a, as a male. And there are plenty of men who are getting custody of their children and raising their children in this role that is supposed to be, or we're told is assigned to women. But because of the increased incarceration 
of women, a lot of men are, are starting to raise their children outside of, you know, fighting for custody of them and what have you. So, I mean, just because a woman, you know, we've heard of Serena, what's her name? Yeah, Serena Williams attacked and called masculine simply because she's an athlete and has, you know, defined muscles. And, oh, she's mannish and all of that kind of stuff. She's not a real woman, you know. So I do I do subscribe to that terms like masculinity and femininity are social constructs. And trying a, a, a white male-dominated society trying to assign people what their roles should be. Nobody can tell me what my role is. My role is... What I decide my role is in the home, if I was still married, but I'm not still, I'm not. So, but anyway, it goes on to say, what, what does masculinity mean? Masculinity, also called manhood or manliness, is a set of attributes, behaviors, and roles associated with men and boys. It is distinct from the definition of the biological male sex, as both males and females can exhibit masculine traits. So, again, I do not find that to be an objective term. I just simply don't. So, let me get back to this article. Um, Sex. It talks about sex. Again, this is, I'm reading from Medical News Today. What time is it? Okay. I think I'm overdue for station identification break, but let me finish this up. Sex assignment typically happens at birth based on anatomical and physiological markers. Male and female genitalia, both internal and external, are different, and male and female bodies have distinct hormonal and chromosomal makeups. Doctors use these factors to assign male sex. All right. So I'm I'm gonna leave it. I'm gonna leave. Well, I'll, I'll keep going right here at birth because this is going to come up later. At birth, female assigned people have levels of estrogen and progesterone, I guess that's how you pronounce it, progesterone, and while assigned males have higher levels of testosterone. Assigned females typically have two copies of the X chromosome, and assigned males have one X and one Y chromosome. All right, so I'm going to leave it there. Y'all can read the rest of it. The reason I bring that up is um, to testosterone, and I have problems <laughs> at time uh, pronouncing that. But now we're going to get into the Olympics because you have um, a trans woman who is competing with biological females in the weightlifting category. And a lot of people find that to be unfair, including the top New Zealand woman born sex female weightlifter who has set all these world records for for females. Now all her records have been broken by this biological male trans woman. And again, like I was saying to somebody the other day, if Women, we're all women. If trans women were women, why do you put trans in front of it? There's no difference. But like another person said, when we're talking sex, 
we don't need to be talking gender. When we, I mean, I'm sorry, if we're talking sports, gender shouldn't even play into it. Your natal sex is what should determine because, again, there are physiological differences, chromosomal differences. And we all know that males in most species on earth, including the animal kingdom, most males, not all, but most males are bigger, stronger, and more aggressive than females are. I said most. I didn't say all, but I said most. And these, this person has an advantage over females. This transgender woman, biological male, has an advantage. And we'll talk about that when we when we come back. Um, yeah, because you got a transgender woman who was ruled ineligible for the U.S. Olympic trials. Then we had the Olympics' first transgender athlete um, in Team New Zealand sparks outrage at the picking a transgender woman weightlifter who competed as a man until 2013, as rivals call it a bad joke. You are listening to Black Talk Radio News. My name, of course, is Scotty Reed. I'm broadcasting from behind the enemy lines of USA, Inc., where they have yet to abolish slavery. Don't believe me. Believe the U.S. Constitution. Read the 13th Amendment. And we'll be back on the other side. Black Talk Radio since 2008, providing new black media for the masses. And welcome back to Black Talk Radio News during this rare live broadcast. But I, I promise, I know I said it in the past, but I promise you I'm going to do more live uh, programming. My head was just in, not in a good space, and I've been very, very busy with a whole lot of stuff. And, and I, it was easier for me to just do pre-recorded stuff as opposed to live. But I'm back live now. All right, so um, which one do I want to go to first? I'm going to play this clip. Tracy Lambrex is the female. Her natal sex is female. She is a female, and she identifies as a woman. And she had all of these records, and then one weekend her coach called her and told her that this trans woman broke all her records. So we're going to hear from her. or look at retiring because the competitions we were looking at qualifying for, you could only send one per nation in the body weight. Um, so they were like, it's not going to be you. So your options are lose 13 kilos or 18 kilos in three months or you can retire. And What did you do? I'm quite competitive. Um, so I lost the weight within three months. How hard was um, that? Had it was very hard, but, you know, I, I surrounded myself with great people. I had a really good support team, um, and I'm, I'm very competitive and I'm hardworking. So I just did what I had to do to 
um, accomplished my goal of competing at my third Commonwealth Games. It, it meant a lot to me to show, I guess, the Commonwealth that I wasn't knocked out that easily. And are you still lifting? No, so <laughs> actually at the end of the competition, I um, had just had enough. I was uh, disappointed within New Zealand weightlifting, and I was also just not willing to put myself through any more disappointment, I guess, or it wasn't worth me being upset anymore about the situation um, and the way I was treated as an athlete. So my family all came out to Australia, watched me compete, and that was where I um, retired and haven't stepped back on a platform since. So to those people that that want to claim, and there's a lot of, I feel, dishonest, whether they actually believe it or not, I feel like a lot of them don't believe it. They're just being dishonest. But saying that, oh, there's no, no, no biological females being knocked out of sports competition by biological males who identify as women. Okay, here is um, here is what we would call it, Exhibit 1. What's her name again? Tracy Lambrex, top New Zealand weightlifter, uh, top female weightlifter in the world, holder of numerous records, until this person by the name of Laura Hub- Hubbard transitioned to a female. And then I feel like even saying transition is incorrect because if you still had your testicles and you still had your penis and all you did was change your outward appearance, how did you transition? That's not a transition. Okay? And here this person, Laurel, Hubbard, up until fairly recently, I would say, let me make sure I got the dates right. This person, Hubbard, is 43 years old and competed as a man. Professionally, this is a professional male athlete at one time and still a male, biological male athlete, and then so-called transition or started identifying as a woman, changing the outward appearance, but has this person undergone a sex change? See, I was thinking about this earlier. There's a difference in my mind between transgender, a transgendered person, and a transsexual person. Transsexual means that, in my mind, because I agree with Mr. Fuller, sometimes you got to make up your own definitions because they won't make them up for you and, and you're confused by their language. There, in, in my mind, transsexual should be someone who has undergone a sex change. They have transition from one sex to another. It's not going to change their chromosomes. It's not going to change that. But guess what? It will change their testosterone levels because if you don't have testicles as a male, your body, except for the very small amount produced in your brain, I forget the the exact organ, might have been the pineal gland, I'm not sure, I don't recall right now, I was reading about it, but if you still got testicles, 
you're still producing to test the run. So if you want to call your if you want to call yourself transitioning from one from a female to a male or male to a female, because I think it'd be hard for a female. I don't know. Are they able to make penises now? And I'm not trying to be facetious or funny or anything like that. I don't know. Do trans males get penises? Do they get testicles grafted onto their bodies? And so now that I got a proper understanding of what gender is, transgender simply means you identify on the inside as the opposite of your natal sex and you change your outward appearance. Now, in terms of athletes, how they've tried to justify this is putting these people on, let's just call it hormone suppressor, suppressants, might as well call it chemical castration, even though it does not stop the production of testosterone in your testicles, it just gives your penis atrophy and it lowers your sex drive as a biological male. So if you're confused, don't feel bad. Don't feel bad. There's nothing for you to feel bad about. But here, this person, Hubbard, who is now 43 years old, and because of this person, this this woman, Tracy Lambrecht, just told you how she wasn't able to compete in her natural weight class because this person's in that weight class, and they picked this person, Hubbard, and she had to lose weight in order to, you know, even go to the Olympics. But y'all heard her story. But there's also another New Zealander, NATO sex female. She was a native. What? What? Is, I think they called her a Tongan or something like that. Um, I, I, I'm sorry, I forget the ethnicity. But she, but she had a native New Zealander, um, indigenous New Zealander identity. And she's 23 years old, which is around the average age of female weightlifters, not 43, not up in your 40s. And this person got knocked out of a spot on the team by this, by this Hubbard. That's selfish to me. That's selfish putting everything else aside here. You didn't competed as a male all your life. Didn't win nothing. Then you claim a transgender identity. I'm a woman on the inside. You don't have your testicles removed. You don't get a sex change. And now you breaking records in the female category. That's selfish. This person ought to be ashamed of themselves. Why they didn't just retire from weightlifting and give these up-and-coming young women a chance, or I should say females. This this is really just selfish of this of this person. You didn't compete it, and, and you know if they've been competing all their life as a male weightlifting, that's a strong individual. And when born females are not going to be able to compete. They're not. The science is not on their side. 
This is, you know, uh, let me read a little bit more from this article from the Daily Mail. International athletes and health professionals are divided over Hubbard competing in women's categories. They should stop saying women and just call it female. But again, I'm I'm still learning. And, and I didn't know there was a difference between gender and sex. So they should just call it female categories with some claiming uh, Hubbard will have an unfair advantage and others saying the situation is like a bad joke, which makes a mockery of the sport and you know we've heard this from other people people saying this is going to destroy the female female sports they're calling it women's sports but i'm gonna call it female sports so there's no confusion about what we're talking about uh hubbard faced added pressure in the sports nah that's not that's not even important here oh let me see anything else worth sharing uh, from this R article, the committee. Okay, it says the IOC policy specifies conditions in which those who transition from male to female. Again, very confusing. If you haven't cut off your testicles and your penis, you haven't transitioned to a female. You're still a male. If you haven't had a vagina carved out of that cavity. You haven't transitioned to a female. Among them is that the athlete has declared that her gender gender identity is female and that the declaration cannot be changed for sporting purposes for a minimum of four years. The committee also announced any transgender athlete could compete as a woman provided their testosterone levels were below 10 nanomoles per liter for at least 12 months before their first completion. Hubbard met those standards. But some within the weightlifting community argue the policy does not guarantee fair competition. The determining criteria, a maximum reading of 10 nanomoles per liter of testosterone is five times, in the very least, five times more than a biological female. How can you argue with the science? If you're a dishonest person, I'm sure you could. We got dishonest people claiming all sorts of things and denying all sorts of scientific facts. Some scientists have also said the guidelines do little to mitigate the biological advantages of those who have gone through puberty as males, including bone and muscle density. And I mean, there's even a difference between um biological males when i was in the military taking i forget what they call a training but that's like if you were in a helicopter or something and it crashed in some water um how to survive out in the ocean i was stationed in hawaii at the time and you know of course they showed us how to take off our pants and turn it into a life jacket you know uh, um very interesting training. I still remember that training. But I remember that instructor talking about 
I don't know why he started talking about it. I guess it's cause black the black guys was having trouble floating like the white guys. And he said that's because black males bone and muscle density, he said the same thing, is heavier than white males. That might explain why they why African American males or black males tend to dominate sports. In the sports they get into, they tend to rise to the top. You look at U.S. sports, who's dominating basketball, who's dominating the NFL. And by the decade or so, if they're allowed, they'll be dominating hockey and all these other physical. That's because of the physiological differences in the bone density and the muscle density. So, this is very unfair. This is very unfair to biological females, and this person has destroyed the dream of a person competing, of a female competing in the female category of weightlifting. Has affected two people, two females. This isn't right. This isn't just. This isn't injustice. The science isn't on their side. Just isn't. There's a difference between the sexes. So let me go ahead and play this clip about C.C. Telfair, a biological male who identifies on the inside as a identifies with the gender woman and has been disqualified was set to compete for the Olympic trials and has been disqualified why well let's take a listen Eugene Oregon transgender runner CC Telfer will not be allowed to compete in the women's 400 meter hurdles at the US Olympic track and field trials because Telfer has not met the conditions World Athletics established in its eligibility regulations for certain women's events. Telfer competed for the men's team at Division II Franklin Pierce, but took time off, then came back to compete for the women's team. In 2019, Telfer won the NCAA title. Telfer was entered in this week's trials but was ultimately not allowed to compete because of guidelines World Athletics released in 2019 that closed international women's events of between 400 meters and a mile to athletes who did not meet the eligibility requirements. Among those requirements was that their testosterone levels had to be below 5 nanomoles per liter NMOL, L, for a span of 12 months. Telfer's manager, David McFarland, said Telfer would respect the decision. Cece has turned her focus towards the future and is continuing to train. She will compete on the national and world stage again soon, McFarland said. USATF said in a statement that in order for athletes to be eligible for the trials, they must meet the requirements to be a member of the U.S. Olympic team, and that eligibility for the Olympics is governed by World Athletics. It further explained, Following notification from World Athletics on June 17 that the conditions had not yet been met, USATF provided CC with the eligibility requirements and, along with World Athletics, the opportunity to demonstrate her eligibility so that she could compete at the U.S. Olympic team trials. 
According to subsequent notification to CC from World Athletics on June 22nd, she has not been able to demonstrate her eligibility. In a blog last week in Women's Health, Telfer said, I love what I'm doing and I'm getting to live my truth and live my authentic life. I believe that this is my way of being the change that I want to see in the world. And I live by that every single day. In its statement, USATF said it strongly supports inclusivity and providing a clear path to participation in the sport for all, while also maintaining competitive fairness. If CC meets the conditions for transgender athlete participation in the future, we wholeheartedly back her participation in international events as a member of Team USATF, the statement said. Well, I don't. I'm not backing this person, okay? Um, especially, this is tricky, especially when you're dealing with athletes. Because besides still having testicles that's produced in testosterone, and let's define what testosterone is. Testosterone is the primary sex hormone and anabolic steroid in males. In male humans, testosterone plays a key role in the development of male reproductive tissues such as testes, that's the testicles, and prostate, as well as promoting secondary sexual characteristics such as increased muscle and bone mass and the growth of body hair. All right, so when you combine that with an athlete, because another thing that helps boost your testosterone is what? Exercise. People ask the question, how can I increase my testosterone? Here are eight evidence-based ways to increase testosterone levels naturally, not with drugs. Exercise and lift weights. We're just talking about a weightlifter who competed all their life up until recently as a male. And now just recently identified as a woman on the inside, but still biologically a male is allowed to compete against other women, knocking these other women out of being able to go to the Olympics. It also, number two, eat protein, fat, and carbs. Minimize stress and cortisol levels. Get some sun or take a vitamin D supplement. Take vitamin and mineral supplements. Get plenty of restful, high-quality sleep. It goes on. Uh, it's two more items. Let me just open up the article from Healthline.com. Where is, okay, number one, exercise and lift weights. Eat Number two, eat protein, fat, and carbs. Number three, minimize stress and cortisol levels. Get some sun or take your vitamin D. Um, five, take vitamin and mineral supplements. Six, get plenty of restful, high-quality sleep. Seven, take some of these natural testosterone boosters. Uh, only a few natural testosterone boosters are supported by scientific studies. The herd with the most research behind it is uh, this, this doggone thing keep jumping around. Ashwanga Daha? I don't know what that is or if I pronounced it correctly. But it is some kind of herb that you can take a natural. And then it says... Most of the research on ginger, ginger extract, also boosts your levels. It is a delicious herb that also provides other health benefits. Okay. Um, 
how uh, most of the research on ginger has been done on animals. However, one study in infertile humans found that ginger can boost testosterone levels by 17% and increase levels of other key sex hormones. Okay, what's number eight? Follow a healthy lifestyle and avoid estrogen-like compounds. So... Let's take CC Telfair for example. Still got his, t- still has her testicles. Still has her biological male sex characteristics that produce testosterone, which gives males a competitive advantage over females. If we're talking sports, and then it's talking about exercise and weight training and these athletes engage in the very thing that produces testosterone. So why why wasn't CC able to pass and get get um the testosterone levels down to 10 nanomoles even though some doctors are saying that that's still 5 times more than what you'll find in a natural woman? This is this is lunacy. This is lunacy. This is like trying to take a square peg and force it into a round hole. It wasn't designed to fit. And I feel like these women, these born females feel like this is an intrusion upon their space and it's unfair to them. Okay? There will be, if, if males didn't have advantages over females, there wouldn't be any categories for sex. We'll all just, just compete in one big heap. But the science says that women will lose to men on average every time. This, is, this isn't just right. This isn't right. And I'm I'm glad to see the majority of people answering these polls are seeing this from, I, I don't know what their influences is, but I hope they're looking at the science of it and not using religion or, or any other kind of ideology to color their view on this. And I hope they're coming to the right conclusion the right way. But there is no denying the scientific advantage, the biological advantage that biological males have over biological females. And this told me right away when when CC couldn't pass, that told me right away that CC still got her testicles. I mean, that even sounds funny just saying that, don't it? And I ain't trying to be funny. CC still has testicles producing testosterone. That ain't right. It ain't right. Just ain't right. Now, I'm going to take a break, take another station identification break, and then we have these people who are saying that we shouldn't compare transracial to transgender identity. And although they use a... a 10,000 words. I'm just going to pull a couple of excerpts from it. You're listening to Black Talk Radio News on the Black Talk Radio Network, simulcasting on different platforms. If you value 
uh, what we do at Black Talk Radio Network. You know, you can make a tax-deductible donation and support our work. We've been around since 2008 attempting, doing our best to uplift marginalized voices, primarily black voices. And you can help us continue our existence as an organization by making a tax-deductible donation to the Black Talk Media Project. Just go to blacktalkradionetwork.com for more information. So we'll be back on the other side. With Black Talk Radio, your choice for digital black radio. New black media for the new millennium. Hi, the Black Talk Media Project would like to invite you to become a member of the BTR Community subscription-based social media platform. BTR Community is a platform that was set up for the listening audience of Black Talk Radio Network, the number one independent black radio network online. For just $24 per year, your subscription gives you access to an interactive space to share information with like-minded people with your privacy guaranteed. Your subscription will go a long way to help us maintain and improve our current media platforms. It will also help provide a budget so that we can begin the task of establishing localized media centers and radio stations across the United States. The best way to show your support and appreciation for what we do here at Black Talk Radio is to subscribe. Help us to help you be informed. Join btrcommunity.com today. All right. Welcome back to Black Talk Radio News. And I'm looking at this article, and I I tried to read the whole thing, man, but I'm going to just give you the gist of it. It's on bostonreview.net. Um, let me give you the title. I have linked to it. The title is why we shouldn't compare transracial to transgender identity. Unlike gender, gender inequality, racial inequality primarily accumulates across generations. Transracial identification undermines collective record reckoning with that injustice. And I, I'm calling BS on that. Okay. I'm calling BS on that. And I'm not going to call it gender inequality. I'm going to call it sex inequality because I'm talking about biological females. Not talking about a gender identity from a social construct about what the roles of men and women should be. I'm talking about their natal sex. And women, regardless of their skin color, have lived experiences of sex discrimination or discrimination against them because of their sex. Some people call it misogyny. Others call it sexism. And so to say that that inequality as members of the female sex doesn't accumulate across generations is just nonsense. I mean, just in the opening, the introduction to the article, it's already nonsense. They want to, they give Caitlyn Jenner a pass in this, but they don't give Rachel Dolezal a pass. Because they say Rachel Dolezal latching on to a black identity, and we all know how 
black people have been oppressed across generations and the inequality that they face and what have you. And so it's wrong for a transracial person to try to identify as a black person. This same apply, I, I feel the same applies to women, to born females who have like, for example, I was talking to someone about the Confederacy and what the Confederacy fought for. The Confederacy fought not only for the continued subjugation of African descendant people in slavery, but also written in this constitution, and it does make slavery clear as its aim and goal in its constitution, but it also subjugated and denied equal rights to women. That's why today I can't understand any female who wants to latch on to and claim some kind of cultural heritage in the South in 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 you know, subscribing to these neo-Confederate ideologies. Women were oppressed. Of course, the black women had it worse because they was in slavery, but these women were still, uh, um, today, a woman don't make the same as a man. Let me rephrase that. A white woman do not get paid the same as a white man. White women will get paid more than black males and black females, but she is not equal to white males in pay inequality. You don't think that transfers or that hasn't transferred across generations? Again, I'm not trying to to compare sexism to racism like they're saying. Both of them are wrong. And both of them happen across generations. Obviously, we know chattel slavery is one of the most um, heinous crimes against humanity this world has ever known. And white women definitely had a better existence as compared to all black people in this country for the majority of this country's history. But let's not act like females were, white females were on a level playing field and had the same rights as white males, because they didn't. So that's why I'm not going to even get into, I feel like these people using all these buckets and buckets and buckets, and I ain't never seen an article this long in a long time. Buckets and buckets and buckets of words of trying to say you can't compare transracialism to transgenderism. Yes, you can. They Both the individuals believe that they are something other than what their biology, how they were born, their genetic code. Here you got this this white person in the UK getting surgeries to make themselves look Korean and now saying that I'm Korean. I've always felt Korean on the inside. And now I transition and I'm, I'm living my life, my best life. I'm Korean on the outside too now. That's the same thing that we hear 
from people are classifying themselves as transgender. I'm biologically a male, but I feel like a woman on the inside. I think I'm born in the wrong body. It ain't no difference. And then trying to compare inequality, try to divide um, black people. No, I shouldn't say try to divide black people, but try to say that sexism isn't a generational thing that has happened to females still happening today and try to say that a person, you know, uh, uh, can't claim that. Guess that don't make no sense, y'all. Again, if you're confused by all this, don't be ashamed because it's very confusing. And that's why we have to stay grounded in logic. We have to stay grounded in science. We and and while I used to subscribe to always sticking to the dictionary definition, I now understand why Mr. Neely Fuller Jr. said you got to make up your own definition sometimes. Because people don't even they use the same word, but try to mix up the definitions and make it mean something that ain't in the dictionary. So. Again, I'm going to read this one more time. Unlike gender inequality, racial inequality primarily accumulates across generations. How come you can't tell me sex inequality, y'all calling it gender, they calling it gender, but I'm going to call it sex inequality. Sexism doesn't accumulate across generations. It absolutely does. And this is why I don't, I, I, I have... No faith in these people to give good faith arguments. Because that's absolutely not true. Just like they try to say that, oh, we have to allow these biological males to compete as females because they identify or compete against females because they identify as women. And if they don't, then that could lead to gender dysphoria it's the term they came up with, and that's bad for them, and this, that, and the other. Well, I have, when I first started playing organized sports as a nine-year-old, Little League Baseball in Detroit, crunk, on Crunk uh, Field, shout out to Crunk. People from Detroit know what I'm talking about. That's where the famous boxer Tommy Hearns trained at. Well, uh, at that gym, right across from the gym was the baseball field. At nine years old is when I started playing Little League Baseball. By the time I was 11 years old, there was a biological female playing with the males. She wasn't on our team, but she was on another team. She played first base. I'll never forget her. I don't know her name because she wasn't on my team, but I remember playing against her, and she was pretty decent. She could catch, but again, we hadn't even yet hit puberty. Therefore, pre-puberty, boys and girls are, are on a level playing field. I know that from when my own daughters was playing soccer on a mixed team of, of boys and girls. And they were better than some other boys. But this was pre-puberty. Before that, before 
that testosterone started kicking in from these males, these boys, you know, testicles, you know, doing what they do. So I don't buy that. I was just reading about um, what was the guy's name? Allen Iverson had a basketball tournament. I guess he has it every year. And there was a biological female competing against the boys on a boys team. You ain't hear nothing about her having gender dysphoria and she's, you know, having these mental issues. And no, she wasn't a uh, transgender. She identified as a girl and was good enough to play with the boys at that age. And these are teenagers. You know, and basketball is not that, it is physical, it can be physical, but a girl can play, compete with boys in basketball because what really matters is can you put that ball through that hoop? Can you pass the ball? Do you know the game? Everybody's not a scorer. Everybody's not a rebounder. But they have other areas of expertise to help their team win. No, these girls aren't suffering mental collapses because they're playing with boys. No, we've, we've seen the stories of females playing on male football teams. I, I want to say there was one who, who played on a college team, but I'm not quite sure about that. But I'm for sure read a couple of stories about two different females who became place kickers. You know, the person that kicks the field goals and kicks the ball off during kickoff or, you know, after a score, you kick off to the opposing team. These girls were kickers on high school boys teams. And they weren't transgender. They weren't identifying as males. And they didn't have any gender dysphoria. See, I, I look at the evidence and I listen to what you tell me, then I look at the evidence. And if the evidence don't match up to what you're telling me, then I'm just going to call you a liar. And in the very least, if not a liar, you just been told something that you're repeating that you ain't researched yourself, and you don't know what you're talking about. So, anyway, I think I made my point, but this this person, this white person having these operations to give themselves quote unquote Asian eyes and now telling people I'm Korean that's delusional and it's offensive this has been Scotty Reed with the Black Talk Radio News broadcast um, please subscribe if you like any of the programming on Black Talk Radio network um it, we don't charge you to listen to any other podcast it's free um but it can only remain free and i'm going to say i wouldn't people have suggested why don't you charge people for downloads and so who's gonna pay ain't nobody gonna pay not when they can get it from free from everywhere else so if y'all if y'all want us to continue then support us like those people support National Public Radio. 
make a tax-deductible donation to the Black Talk Radio Network by way of Black Talk Media Project. That said, peace and blessings to all. Y'all stay safe out there. Good night.